Quest. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. You're welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagai. My name is Sagai. You're welcome to the show, guys. How has your week been? Right, well, we just started anyway. But how was your weekend? I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. And don't ask me about my weekend. I was I was in the office on the Sunday. No thanks to some people in the particular agency like that who thought it was a good idea to have a project for 24 hours to get done like crazy, you know? But anyways, it was all good. Me and the boys got back into the office and got some things done over the weekend. Ah, guys, um, quite a lot has happened in the last seven days, you know? Oh, yeah, thanks for tuning in on Instagram Live and on Facebook Live, guys. Thank you for joining us. You guys are great. Like I was saying, quite a lot of things has happened in the last one week. I can't even believe um, what the entire thing has been about, both locally and internationally. I mean, the deaths of uh, Anthony Bourdain, of Parts Unknown, CNN, and of very, very recently, like yesterday, of Raz Kimono, the reggae crooner, the guy who gave us music that we won't forget. Those of us who grew up on his songs and all that, we know the rumba style and we know what are going on in this country. All right? I mean, that's just not so nice that has happened in the last couple of days. And in the last one week, also locally, uh, quite a lot of things that have shaken me personally. Um, I was not expecting it to be exactly like that, but it ended up being something that um, caused quite a lot of people in the creative industry around this part. That uh, largely um, the John Edward, um, uh, John Edward Hills Campbell situation, all right, and the talk that went after that. Quite a lot of things about that to be said about it, and I'm sure the matter is being resolved even as I speak here. Uh, what I would say straight out is um, we should all be quite careful about the kind of image we pass across in the public and uh, the kind of reputation we leave with people around us. And then how what we do can impact on the lives of other people as well, beyond even our immediate uh, actions and all that. So um, for all the parties involved, uh, particularly Campbell, please uh, work um, the best you can to ensure that this matter is resolved positively for you and for the industry, because beyond this project, beyond this particular person, there's quite a lot of things we're all still gonna be able to do with each other moving forward. So um, I, I want us to be able to uh, resolve that and resolve it positively. Okay, and John Edward Hill, please, please, as everybody has been saying, you know there are quite a lot of creative people in Nigeria, not all of them are like that or will do something like that. Perhaps it was just a series of bad choices that led to that particular incident, and I'm sure that won't stop you from working with more creatives from Nigeria over uh, the period as time goes on, okay? So let's keep that going. I hope your Monday is up to a very good start because you know what they say in Lagos now? It's Monday that determines how the rest of the week is going to be, so I hope your Monday is up to a good start. Now, there is some good news that happened last one week. I got wind of some late last week, and it's been retweeted and we shared all over social media. Um, the Annecy Film Festival is starting. I think sorry, it started. It's starting today. Um, till for, for the next three days to the 16th. I think 11 to 16 for the next five days. The Annecy Film Festival is on. And then news about Discord coming to Africa. The Abidjan thing. I think Ayodele Legba was part of it a while back. And then also the Cartoon Network content sourcing that is out there. Please, guys, if you are into animation and if it is something you do, maybe you have an idea for an animated project or an animated series and all that, I think you should look out for these platforms to pitch your ideas. Who knows? You might be creating the next Ben 10, Voltron, or GeForce, or Avatar, as it can be. So watch out for that, and please let's see how much of this kind of opportunities we can look out for 
and then seek ways to apply our value and creativity to them. Remember, in every conversation, in every situation as you're dealing with people, people are constantly looking for what they can benefit from you, even while you're thinking of what you can benefit from them. So go into these proposals and presentations with a sense of adding value, all right? You are trying to solve a problem for them, so they will solve a problem for you as well. Look out for that. No. Um, today we talk about feedback. There is, there is um, quite a lot about it, and then it comes in various words or, or, or descriptions. And then oftentimes feedback comes in the form of a criticism or a critique or an outright lambasting or an outright, um, uh, um, what do I call it now, praise. All right? So it can come in a variety of forms, but all, all of it will go under the label feedback. Now, for those who know the communication process or the communication cycle, you know the importance of feedback. It's like the essence of communication, all right? Now, for those who don't know that, let's just do a quick lesson right here, okay? Now, the communication cycle or process is set to start with a message or an idea that needs to be communicated, all right? Once that message or idea is formulated or is conceived, the next thing is, the next step is coding. This is the process where you choose uh, the form or format in which the idea would actually be presented, okay? And now, from there on, you now choose your transmission. You have transmission, and the transmission is the process by which you disseminate this particular communication you are trying to pass across this particular message or idea. Now, from transmission comes the part that involves you less and involves more of your target audience. So after transmission, you have reception which is your target audience receiving your transmission, followed immediately by decoding, which is the opposite of decoding, all right? Now, that means at this end, your, uh, uh, your inspected targets are supposed to take your message that you have transmitted, received, and then break it down to get the original idea that you have, okay, that you had at the beginning of the communication process. And that does not end there. Once they are able to decode that information, that communication, the next and final step, and the most important step, is feedback, all right? It is the only way by which the person who generated the idea or the message at the beginning can evaluate if that message is properly delivered, okay? So we must realize that that is like the very essence of communication. It is said to not be complete until we get feedback. So if you say something to someone and they're not saying anything back, I'm sure we've all been in that situation where you just get angry, you're shouting at someone, they're telling them exactly what they've done wrong, and they're just sitting down there looking at you. Absolutely no reaction. That bothers us because somehow it feels like there's a disconnect between what we are doing and what their reaction is. We expect a reaction to come from them. So you know it's an important part of communication. All right? Now, in spite of the fact that feedback is the most important, it is often the most disregarded part of the communication process. We often don't want to get feedback or to the ideas or the info that we provide. And I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of it. Sometimes you just throw something out. You don't want anybody to say anything about it. You just want to, you know, just saying. So I'm just saying, all right? You know, that the, that's the most common way to avoid um, feedback these days. Just, I'm just saying, all right? With that, you want to cover everything. So we either, we don't want to get feedback for the ideas or information we provide, or we expect a totally discordant feedback for what we send out. You know how that situation is? We actually even discussed that as part of our solutions um, uh, uh, discourse on one, of the, one episode of the show, where oftentimes we put a message out expecting a feedback that is totally different from the message we are putting out. All right? You are sending someone 
a meal and yet you expect a feedback that reflects it's a drink how is that possible all right so it's like we don't expect uh, we don't um, expect the right kind of feedback or we have a specific feedback we don't want to get other than that we don't want anything else that we have a feedback that we want we want people to say this about what we are saying we want people to respond in this particular way and if they don't we don't want to hear anything else about it you know i'm sure you have experienced it if you yourself have not been um, a, a, an activator or something like that all right or what still we expect only positive feedback that is the one that actually causes a lot more anguish and a lot more pain for the creative particularly and for those who are even given the creative services to render all right so the worst uh, uh, part of the feedback thing for us is most of us don't expect negative feedback we only expect positive feedbacks so that might be a problem now that is not strictly a service person problem i mean this particular issue of feedback is not limited to only people who are creative persons that are offering services to people all right it is also uh, a problem found with people who are requesting for services to be rendered all right so most times there uh, are people that um, give you projects to handle don't give you feedback on the projects you have delivered all right or they don't even want you to ask them something about what they are telling you to do for them it's like i've given you a brief right now i'm expecting that you should ask me questions about my brief to show that you fully understand it or you don't even comment on that brief to tell me you know what i don't think this part will work i don't think this is communicating exactly what you want to communicate and i don't think it is said right as a service person as a creative person you can't just take a brief and say look my client wants it that way i'm just going to do that no you need to give a feedback to what that script means to you how it appeals to you now personally i have a way of dealing with some things um one of the things i try to do with every project that comes my way is i try to feel it not just emotionally but to feel it the same way the people we are targeting will feel it that way i can communicate it better all right I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Uh, if you want to translate a brief, personally for me, I try to get into that brief to understand it exactly the way my client understands it, so that I can feel it the way uh, um, the target audience can receive it, and then that will help me to generate ideas to communicate that idea better. Okay. Now, I have an experience about working with a client that actually got a little bit funky, and I can share that with you regarding why people don't give feedback and why it's quite important to do that. A while, uh, a while back, um, a particular client of ours came up with an idea and they wanted us to partner on that idea. And so brought a small proposal to us and says, okay, let's look at this proposal and see how it works. So we wrote back a counter proposal of how we think it's best for that idea to work. Okay, then silence. It's like no feedback. Phone switched off, the client just basically disappeared. Now, uh, on a chance meeting months later, I encountered the secretary to the person. I was asking her, what happened? Why is it that you guys never got back to us on the proposal we sent? Well, he said that they didn't agree with some of the content of that proposal. I was shocked. I was like, first and foremost, it's a proposal. That means it's not set in stone. You are supposed to negotiate it to a point. Give us feedback on what you think about it. Then we can agree on something that works for everybody. But instead, they chose to just keep silent about it and feel bad about what we have proposed to them that does not work for anybody in the end an opportunity that could have actually been beneficial to both of us was missed all right so that project never got off they never got to do it we never got to do it and that project is just lying in creative limbo right now all right and that would have been a project that might have impacted people's lives 
differently if it had been done. Okay, now the reason we all don't like feedback, and please, creative people, don't argue with me on this one. Most of us really don't want to get feedback other than cool, nice, awesome, great lines. Man, I love what you're doing. We only want positive feedback. All right, the reason could be many, and we might quickly discover as we actually look at those uh, reasons in code that they are usually excuses. All right, we have reasons why we don't expect a particular kind of feedback. But if you look at it well, most of it are just excuses. Now, let's look at the purpose of feedback itself. Why is feedback so important to you as a creative person or as a person at all in anything you're doing in life? All right, first, the term feedback is used to describe the helpful information. Note this, it's used to describe the helpful information or criticism about prior action or behavior from an individual communicated to another individual or a group who can use that information to adjust and improve current and future actions and behaviors. All right, let me say that again. Feedback is used to describe helpful information or criticism about a prior action, about an action already done or a behavior already enacted from an individual communicated to another individual or a group who can then use that information to adjust and improve the current and future actions and behavior. So the purpose of feedback is to adjust your current and future actions, not to adjust the actions you have already made, okay? Feedback is, okay, you've already done this, now get information to help you adjust and improve. Note that word also, adjust and improve. So the purpose of feedback is improvement, okay? The purpose of criticism, because that's one of the words used to describe it, is also to adjust and improve, okay? And I can tell straight out from, from most of us, whether you are a creative person or not, once you hear the word criticism, you cannot see anything immediately positive about that word. And that word just immediately speaks out negative to everybody, all right? It's like, they're criticizing me. Doesn't sound like a good thing to say, all right? And then criticism is actually a, a look at what you're doing and a dispassionate breakdown of what it is, and then the truthful statement of how it can actually be done otherwise, okay? Now, with that particular definition already established, that tends to give us some idea of why feedback is important to everything that we do, okay? Now, let's look at why it's important, all the reasons. Number one, feedback is always there. If you ask someone in your organization when feedback occurs, they will typically mention, something a survey or something or an appraisal or something but feedback is always there see feedback is like the permanent thing you get in every form of conversation or communication that you put out so whether you are looking for it or taking it or receiving it or not feedback is always there sometimes silence is the feedback you get sometimes a kiss is the feedback you get sometimes a like a smile a nudge every kind of feedback is there all right there are some things you say, and the room goes silent, and everybody nods and go like, oh, okay, all right, correct. So you're getting feedback, whether you like it or not. It is always there. It's a part of the communication process. A lack of it is also a feedback. If you send out something and nobody sends anything back to you, then you have gotten a negative feedback, a feedback that is actually not, um, uh, not, not non-verbal, so to speak, all right? So feedback is always there. That is one. Number two. Feedback is effective listening, all right? As a person, whether creative or the person offering the service uh, or, or asking for the service, 
the ability to listen to feedback, to take feedback, shows you that you have effective listening. Okay, that means you can actually uh, sit down and effectively listen and check out what people are saying or giving to you about what you're doing. And we all know effective listening actually enhances you as a production person. You're able to produce better when you are able to listen better. So effective listening might involve more of you being able to pinpoint aspects of a particular communication, both verbal and nonverbal, that would help you to improve in what you are doing. But remember, the person that is effectively listening is not preparing if a, a response, all right? Uh, where, and I'm sure that statement has been around for a while, and I found out how true that is. That half of the time when we are listening to someone talk, we are busy preparing our own response to what they're saying, not processing it. However, being able to take feedback will help you effectively listen. Number three, feedback can motivate. All right? Now, whether the feedback is negative or positive, it can and should motivate you. The essence of feedback is to now give you new information about what you're doing to help you build upon that and make it better. So if you let feedback do its job, it will actually motivate you. So feedback can motivate. That's what it's supposed to do. Then number four, feedback can improve performance. All right? Now, because somebody is able to tell you immediately what they don't like about what you have done the last time, it means the next time you do it and you improve on those things they asked about, your performance will automatically have improved before that person, okay? As immediately you get a feedback about something and you take that feedback and use it, you improve on yourself. Your performance becomes better than it was the last time. That even falls back purely into the basic definition of what a feedback is, okay? It's supposed to help you get better, to adjust and improve. Now, number five, feedback is a tool for continuous learning. In fact, that is the one that I think every creative person should actually hold on to strongly. We know that creativity is built on information, on knowledge, and knowledge is built on how much you are able to actually learn, not being taught, okay? So feedback is actually an effective tool for continuous learning. Because every time you throw something out, even with all your information, all right, you throw it out and let more people experience it, what you get as a feedback can actually help you uh, do things better and then learn more than you have learned before, okay? Uh, Toyin, I think you said something. Uh, yes, some clients get annoyed when you ask them questions about the brief. They go like, I don't know, it's your job, figure it out. I can, I can, I can totally feel you on that one, Toyin. I, I, I totally understand that. Um, let me see, I think Shikazi Amade said something. Shikazi said, I found that criticism, no matter how and where it comes from, is a powerful tool in building my strength as a creative person. One gets better empowerment for the next job. Get better empowered for the next job, all right? And he also says, and really, feedback is same as criticism, all right? It's like saying a challenge is different from a problem. I, I get you in that way. Now, this is the thing. Feedback is a holistic setup, all right? Feedback is a number of things put together in one place. And under feedback, we have criticism. And you have critics. And you have uh, praise. You have... Uh, compliments, all right? Feedback, a response. In fact, anger is a feedback, all right? Rallying is a feedback. People rioting because of what you have done is a form of feedback. The essence of feedback is to give you information about what you have done before, all right? And the purpose of that is to help you improve and adjust 
what you are doing. So now that last bit, number five, feedback as a tool for continuous learning. That is strong enough for anybody to want to crave feedback. All right. Now, uh, with all of that said, the reason why some of us don't like feedback is almost obvious for most creative persons, even as an individual, if you're not all out of the creative industry or the creative business, we are very particular about things that emanate from us. We're in readiness to defend our individuality, so to speak. So as a creative person, when you create, you are always, the first thing you are ready to do is to defend what you have created, all right? Some levels will tell you, look, if you are sure what you're doing, you should be able to stand by it, all right? And that particular statement, excuse me, that particular statement oftentimes might not make it easy for us to be able to accept the right kind of feedback that comes our way. We can get a bit protective about what we create, and hence anything other than nice, cool, awesome, excellence, anything other than that, we don't like any other comments other than those ones. We just want to hear that it's okay, because we know it's okay. I created this thing, and I know it's awesome. I'm the best at what I do. I knew it. I studied it for 10 years. I've been doing this for 15 years, so what I put out is awesome. If you don't see it, that's your problem. That's often the first way we react about things we put out. However, it is the very nature of feedback to be either positive or negative. All right, let's note that immediately. Feedback is important, that we are not going to argue. Because whether you want it or not, whether you're listening to it or not, feedback is there. And if, even if you as a creative person are not picking on that feedback, people around you, people who will give you projects, people who will work with you, are getting those feedbacks if you are not getting it. Because feedback is always there. All right? So it will do you well as a creative person to get that feedback yourself. Don't let other people get it before you do. All right? Please note that as a creative person, get your feedback yourself. Do not let other people get it ahead of you. Okay? So it is important to know that feedback can come in either positive or negative feedback. Criticism by its very statement is neither positive nor negative, but it can be either. Okay? So the idea of criticism to look at something and say, you know what, this is not working, that's not working, that color doesn't sit well with this, that girl's hand is like this, the, the leg is pushing that direction, the perspective is all wrong, or whatever it is. Criticism is a way of breaking down and a construction to its good, the, the do's and the don'ts, to its good and its bad side. Without necessarily saying it's a bad design or a bad project or a bad output, just saying this is what's bad about it is what's good about it. Play out. Okay, now I learned to even do some of that a while back in school. One of the best courses I loved back in school was aesthetics. The ability to actually analyze a product or a project without calling it bad or good. Just basically break it down. What's, what's, what's the function? Is it serving its function? Is it doing what it's supposed to do? Is it achieving its goal? What's its goal? You know, by looking at it that way even self, sometimes you're able to actually think beyond the immediate things you see. All right, you're not looking at the poster. You're asking questions about what the artist intended in the, in the first place. What's the goal of the artist? Then does this poster achieve that goal? Okay, so looking at that, things that we often make it easier to take criticism differently or even give it properly, okay? So uh, feedback can either be positive or negative. Positive feedback assures you of the direction, but not do more than just boost your ego or raise your spirits or put a smile on your face. And, and I'm sure that's why we all like to receive positive feedback because Somebody tells you your work is nice and it's actually touched them. You feel good inside. You know, put a smile on your face. You feel boosted. You feel like motivated enough to get some other things going. Negative feedback, on the other hand, however, is where the source of growth is. It offers a different perspective. 
it opens up a different thought line. I mean, it shows an angle that you may not have looked at at all, and it adds to your education of projects and of people. Please, let's note that negative feedback is where the growth is. It is the one that shows you a totally different perspective. Maybe you have known this, and you have been operating and developing your ideas and designs in that particular channel. Now, somebody comes up and throws this thing at you, totally different from what you were thinking about, and then points out that in your particular idea or design. It might shake you, likely because you have never thought about things in that way, so you can't seem to see it right away. But that is a different perspective that you might actually learn from because you can add it to your educational profile of what you know. Now you know that one, okay? So it offers a different perspective and it opens up a totally different thought line from what you had before, okay? And then it might show you an angle that you might have overlooked about your project because nobody is perfect. Nobody's all in all when it comes to creating an idea or putting it out there. So there might be areas that you won't see. And then somebody sees it out there and says, whoa, what is this? And then tells you about it in your project. It does not mean that person is out to get you or that person does not like you in any way. It might be something you are missing already. Okay? Now, there's something I encourage. I said at the, at the end of that uh, description there that it will add to your education. Negative feedback add to your education of projects and of people. Please note that of projects and people. You as a creative person, you are not in the art of just creating things. You are in the art of knowing and reaching and communicating with people. All right? So I would always encourage creative person to get a small study in psychology. Knowing and understanding people is key to creative output and social success. All right? There's anything I found out is the capability to understand people and their perspectives and where they're coming from and the reasons behind what they're saying. The reasons they might not tell you, the reasons they might not even be out there, but subtle reasons that in certain words, in between the lines, like they say, you can guess what's behind this. All right? But in all, realize that nobody wakes up any day and says, you know what, I'm going to put the brand and his work down today. Ah, I'm going to tear his work down. I'm going to shatter it and make sure nobody respects it. Nobody wakes up to do that. That takes way too much energy, actually, you know? And that's something I don't think anybody wants to take on as their cost in life. Okay, so look at it that if anybody takes the time out to actually type something out or even make a call or send you a message about what you're doing, take it as care, take it as concern. Take that this person trying to open your eye to something you might have missed or perhaps even that person that needs to learn from you because by the time they share their, their thoughts about what they think is wrong with your project with you, you might actually be able to educate them better about what you have done and in, in such a manner, hence win a fan for yourself. All right, so I, I think it's very important to understand that end of thing. It will seem the key to understanding received feedback lies in the creative person's ability to uh, suppress the ego or disconnect from your ideas and work. All right, I know that's like asking creative people to lose a child. But I can tell you immediately that for you to be able to decode feedback properly, you need to somehow be emotionally disconnected from what you are putting out, okay? I, I used to have this argument in my office, well, not an argument, I used to make this statement a lot of times, that anytime I send out uh, a design to a client, I get worried if I don't get them saying something that is wrong with the work, all right? What keeps me on my toes is I never think my work is awesome, all right? I never think it's the best that I can possibly do. 
I think I could have done it better. I always believe that I could have made something different every time I send a job out. All right? So basically, my mind is prepared for the client to say, ah, we don't like that design, or we don't like that idea, or that is not going the way we're working. Because even, I, I just get to the point where I say, eh, even me, I thought so now. I, I knew there was something wrong somewhere. By preparing my mind that way, by thinking and believing that, I am able to actually receive criticism about what I, I do easily. But that does not mean I'm perfect about this. I can, I can guarantee you, people around me will tell you times when they have told me the color was wrong in something, and I tried to tell them how important that color is to be there. It must remain there, all right? So it's not always that you're you gonna be able to uh, enact that, but it would be good if you are able to disconnect yourself from what you're doing. And the basis for doing that is to believe that you are not the best that you can possibly be right now. Your best project is the one you're going to do after your last project. Okay, so your best project is the next one you're going to do, not this one. Have that at the back of your mind and perhaps it'll become easier to separate uh, yourself from the project you put out there and you don't feel the need to immediately defend, all right? Now, let's go something else in a different way. Uh, somebody mentioned something about clients the other time, um, Tony. Sometimes clients don't like it when you ask them questions about their brief and tell them, you know what, I, I don't think I'm feeling this. Can we do this in a different way? Excuse me. Now, clients need to understand that feedback is two ways. Let the creative person know if you are communicating well, if you are telling them the brief correctly, all right? And then if your basic brief is making sense, let them know it's a two-way street. It is important as a client for you to leave the door of feedback open for the people you are giving your projects to handle. You want the person who you believe knows what they are doing and why you call them. So we have to tell you, sir, I, know, I guess that this is what you're trying to say, but what you're saying here is different from that. Or you're saying two different things that are actually contradicting each other. Let the person be able to give you feedback rather than try to uh, render something based on the wrong brief you have given that both of you will be uh, ultimately unhappy about. Okay? So I think for clients, there needs to be that door always left open for feedback from the people that are handling your projects, your service providers. Okay, it is important to ensure that that is a part of the creative process when we're working with clients. It's a two-way channel because when clients and creative people ensure a smooth flow of the communication process, great ideas are born. I have seen that happen a lot and I know it's something that can continuously happen. All right? So, uh, for the record, receiving negative criticism is never an easy thing to do. I can, I can tell you that because it often attacks our immediate self-worth, our ego, our self-esteem is the first thing that negative criticism goes to. And it goes with thoughts as where we're thinking, ah, is it me that they're rubbish like this? Is it my work? Me that I've done this for years? I've been at this job. Show my age, Mini. Show my age, Mini. Do you know how long I've been in this business? How long I've been doing this? You know? So it's like it, it attacks us almost immediately on a personal level. That is why it's difficult to take negative criticism. Now, here's what um, the Muse uh, website writer, Nicole Lindsay, said about our own experience and uh, suggestions on how to handle feedback, okay? Now, she's always envy people who go graciously to accept constructive criticism. Uh, it seems I was not born with that trait and throughout my career, I struggled with receiving feedback, even when it's entirely accurate. The moment I hear the words, criticism, my heart breaks, my heart quickens, and then my mind begins to race, first in search of an explanation for the assault on my person, and then for a retort to rationalize whatever actions are in question. 
note those two statements. The first you should try to do is to give an explanation. Give an explanation for what she's trying to do and come up with um, a rationalization of why she has to do that. Now, uh, something. Uh, okay, okay. Some people are saying some things. Uh, Tony says it's like killing your darlings, right? Yeah, I know. Like putting your darlings out on the sacrificial uh, table so that they can be killed. And she goes and says, talking about ego, is there any point where the ego of the client affects the project's process? Yes. Ego is a two-way street. That is why we are talking about uh, clients being uh, keeping the door of feedback open. Because yes, your client has an ego as well. He has been giving briefs for years. He has been doing his business for a long time. You, creative person, coming out and telling him that his brief is not exactly accurate or making sense, is an assault on his experience and his knowledge on his ego. He feels immediately that, no, it is I'm the one paying, you are the service person, go and do exactly what I ask you to do, and that is that. All right? So yes, there are times when the client's ego can affect the project process, and I know a lot of crazy people struggle with this all the time. That is why this is not exclusively um, a creative um, talk. It is also a client talk. Now, some of us creative people are also going to be clients to some people at some point or the other. We will give our briefs to people to help us out with certain projects. So it's a two-way thing. Okay, and then it might not be an easy thing to actually resolve because ego is a particularly difficult thing to suppress, especially by external forces. The more you try to suppress it, the more the person feels, yeah, you can't do that to me. It is me, I can get angry if I want. If I, I can want rubbish, if I want rubbish, I'll take the rubbish. It's not your business, just give me the rubbish. All right, so it can be a bit of a problem, but I think um, uh, if one side is willing enough to understand, and then maybe walk around that ego without actually telling the client or the creative person exactly um, uh, what they have done wrong by suggesting ways they can get better instead of what they have done wrong. I guess also it might matter in the, in the way it is delivered. We'll get into that in, in a short while. Okay, now, so um, Lindsay Lohan, yeah, Lindsay, not Lindsay Lohan, oh. <laughs> Nicole Lindsay was saying, Right now, there are some things that she suggests immediately to look out for when you are receiving feedback or negative criticism. Some things to think about almost immediately. I'll try and read that verbatim with some. Um, uh, well, I'll, let me just summarize it as she says it slowly. All right, she said first, when you receive um, uh, feedback and you don't want to be on the on the defensive. The next time you receive constructive criticism from your manager or peer or client or whatever, here are six things you can actually consider that might help you. Uh, and do this thing with tact and with grace. First, number one, stop your first reaction, okay? If somebody is telling you what you might be doing wrong, what is wrong with you, what you have put out, that first feeling you have might be the wrong one. So stop that reaction, okay? Before you do anything, stop. Try not to react at all. Just pay attention. Listen to that criticism from the top to the bottom, make sure you're listening to every word and that you fully understand what the person is saying, even if you don't immediately agree with it. Know that that person is talking from their own perspective, from what they see, not necessarily what you sent out, okay? Now, number two, remember the benefit of getting feedback. That actually comes to something that must start at the beginning first. That's just start at the beginning. Okay, if you yourself are already aware of the importance of getting feedback, then you will be able 
to put that in. Once you stop yourself from reacting the first time you get criticism, and then you remember the importance of getting feedback, you realize that um, once you stop yourself, you now have a few seconds to quickly remind yourself of the benefits of receiving this criticism. All right, to help you improve your skills, your work product, and your relationships. That is important. And it also helps you to meet the expectations of the people that give you the project or the group that you work with. All right? If somebody gives you feedback on what you have done, it helps you to meet those uh, expectations better next time. Okay? So don't try to berate the person giving you the feedback or try to belittle their feedback. Understand that that feedback is important whether you agree with it or not. Number three, listen for understanding. Okay? Listen to understand what they're saying, not just to hear, okay, this person just has something to say, let him just say it. No. Listen to understand what they are saying. All right? Because there's one thing I found out also when you listen to, uh, to feedback from people. You might be saying something in your, uh, your concept or the ideas that you're putting out, but what people are saying might be completely different from what you intended them to see. And there's only one way you will know if what you want them to see is what they are saying. And that is when they give you feedback about it. Okay? So listen to understand exactly what they find wrong. All right? So um, you have recorded the benefit and all the time. As you share that feedback, listen closely. Allow the person to share their complete thoughts without interruption. When they are done, repeat what they have said to you. Like, okay, let me get you straight. I always just saw you, but let me, let me understand what you're saying. You mean this is it? Like you think that is not done right or the leg is pointing in the wrong direction or that color could have been this color, right? Just to ensure that you are telling them, look, I listen to you. I understand what you're saying. Because once somebody feels that you understand their feedback, they too can draw the bridge down. They can actually lessen their guard and then throw down all their defenses. They don't need to fight you. Because... I can tell you immediately, anybody that comes to give you feedback is expecting you to say no. All right? So once you don't say no, everybody calms down. It's like, all right, a false alarm. Everybody just calms down. Codred is taken out. Okay? So that's number three. Now, number four, say thank you. Okay? One, stop your first reaction. Two, understand the importance of feedback. Three, listen to understand. Four, Say thank you. Once you have verified that that is what they are saying and you understand it, then say thank you for your feedback. I appreciate this. I will look into it. I really appreciate you talking, taking your time to talk to me about this. Thank you. Whether this criticism is done in public space or privately, these four steps still apply. Okay? Now, it doesn't stop there. Once you say the thank you to show the person you appreciate their criticism or their feedback, you now ask questions to deconstruct the feedback, okay? So now it's time for you to process the feedback. You probably want to get more clarity at this point to share and share your own perspective. This is an opportunity for double education. They have understood what they're saying. Perhaps you can give them more information to clarify some things they may not fully understand. For, uh, for, I mean, you can ask specific examples. Um, you can ask them, okay, give me an example of what you think I should have done. Um, um, okay. Okay, you're right, Shah. That part I didn't exactly do is so, okay. That's true. I was aiming for the color to be like this, but the color came out wrong. Oh, that's not the word actually. Oh, yes, that, that word really doesn't work well. You're right about that one. Now, you ask questions about areas in which they have already uh, mentioned to get 
their own suggestions of how you could have done it better. Remember, immediate feedback might not even be telling you the solution for what they are spotted. It might just be telling you what they are spotted. It is that question that you ask on the number five level that actually will get you the information you need to improve your delivery next time. Okay, now look out for that. Now, number six, request time to follow up if the situation demands it. If, for instance, you are talking to a client, all right, and they have made a comment on your project delivery, what you have delivered to them, maybe they are not happy with anything, or they are criticizing the delivery of it the way it is done, give them a kind of uh, something to look forward to. Either by requesting time to follow up or requesting uh, a time to uh, adjust what you have delivered or to deliver deli differently. Okay, or even apologizing for this one and letting them know that the next one would actually be better that you make sure you put everything they have said into consideration for the next one. Basically, you are telling your, 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 your feedback person, whether it's your client or your colleague or your peers, that, or your manager, for instance, that, okay, I get this, I know I'm going to fix it, just give me a couple of days, give me a couple of hours, give me a few minutes, or give me some time, I'll, I'll fix it by next week, you see some difference. Okay, that actually lets the person back off a little bit. It pays you because the person that backs off and then is sure that, okay, this guy got me, it's going to fix it. I'm not going to see it the next time in what this person does. All right, so they're actually going to be a little bit more lenient on you once you are able to tell them, I'm going to improve on this, I'm going to work on this as well. So in all, it actually helps you out to make that happen. Okay, now let's look at the client end of things quickly. One of the things that tends to happen is once the project is delivered, Clients tend to go dark. Some clients just basically, they don't even acknowledge the receipt of your project if you send it by email or if you send someone to deliver it to their office. They just go dark, you know, radio silence until the next project. That is if they like your last one. Please, as a client, give feedback to the people that uh, offer you the services or the people that whose services you use so that they know which area of their delivery you are not happy with or that you're even happy with. Even if it's to tell them, oh, look, oh, we love the way you did that last one. That was, the color was on point. The way you told that story was exactly, exactly what we're looking for. Just say something. Let the person who is offering you their service actually get feedback on what they want. Okay? So if he doesn't know exactly what is wrong with the project, they don't know which area to improve upon in their next delivery, they don't know whether to give you exactly what you have requested or reduce it or increase it, they do not know. So as a client, please ensure you give feedback. So clients, managers, leaders in business environment, um, um, there's something about it also, and I know it is um, a two-way thing. As a business owner and manager, I know that there are parts of it that might be a bit funny, all right? There are two things that causes clients and people that are supposed to be in position to give feedback, to not give feedback, all right? Uh, one of it is actually um, maybe for relationship purposes or um, you don't want the person to feel like, okay, you're belittling their effort, you're belittling their trials, or you're believing their, their knowledge of what they have offered to you. So a lot of people, clients and managers tend to pull back and say, you know what, maybe we're not just going to work with him. Let's just, let's just take this project and go. There's no point in telling him what he's doing wrong. Well, you might actually be doing a disservice to yourself and other people who will actually ask this person for services later on. All right, and you are not helping that person's growth and the growth of the industry, you will be needing the services over a period of time. So it is important, whether you are happy with the project or not, as a client, as a manager, or as a, a service um, uh, operator, to constantly give feedback for anything that you receive. Or even if it's not something that's directly given to you, it is important for you to always constantly 
be involved in giving feedback to the people that render the services to you. All right? Now, clients and managers and leaders in business environments tend to shirk from feedback unless it's absolutely positive. We're a lot more um, even trained to be or told to be most times to just encourage your staffs, encourage your colleagues, encourage your friends, encourage the people that offer this to you by telling them, oh, this is nice, oh, this is kind. Now, even telling you that before you even tell them what is wrong with their project, be nice first. All right, say it in a particularly nice way. There's a way you must say it, you know, don't hurt feelings, you know, gradually do it. There, there's got to be a better way than telling them straight out that this is crap. Okay, but it's ironic because um, for the most part, your service personal staff wants your feedback. Everybody wants to be told something about what they are doing. Okay, that's what Shigazi Amade is saying. Shigazi says, then there are clients who expect you to defend your work during criticism. Sometimes when you don't, they figure your ignorance about your project and how does one undo such situations. All right, um, that, that, that is a whole lot of human psychology discussion right there. I guess it's a matter of understanding on a level. Um, it's to develop, for me, what I found out is to develop a healthy, a healthy balance of um, uh, defense and acceptance of criticism. First, to try, ask the, see, there's even, a way to actually diffuse that situation when a client begins to ask questions about what you're doing and why, why are you using this color, why is that color this way and everything. If you can explain why you did what you did around what they told you to do, around what their brief stipulated, all right, as in direct the situation back to them, it actually makes it easier for them to calm down and listen to you, all right? If you can tell them, your brief says this, and we are trying to translate that into this, now, however, if you are not happy with it, we'll be glad to revisit it. All right? Those three statements actually tells them, look, we know what your brief said, we understood your brief, and we represented your brief exactly as you said it. All right? However, if you are still not happy with it, we can change it for you. We can make it something better. So you have not said anything about even uh, your knowledge uh, as against. Um, you have told them you just understand them better. You are willing to help them get the better result at what they want. Okay, now, most people tend to go the wrong way and immediately begin to say, no, that yellow is exactly where it's supposed to be. I put it there because yellow represents this and yellow is saying this. I think yellow works well. How can you think yellow works well when you are the one servicing somebody else's problem? You are fixing a problem for someone and your thought is the one that you're holding as paramount in the discussion. Definitely nobody wants to be told that they're dumb or that they don't know what they are doing or what they're up to. So your client doesn't want to hear you tell them that your idea is superior to their own thoughts. All right? Now, they don't also want to hear that you have no idea, that it's only what they tell you to do that you will do, and it's all about your robotic setup. No. You let them know that this is what you guys give to me as a brief. We understand it because, yes, you are correct. Yellow does this, and yellow says that. And then we have tried to use a shade of yellow that will feel best represent what you are talking about. And if that yellow is not exactly okay, we will use the kind of yellow that you think works well for your brand. Please tell us that yellow. Okay? So it shows a different understanding of what you are actually presenting and might be the best way to actually diffuse the situation to get your client to back off a little bit, enough for them to realize that, look, you didn't just come here to tell them that they don't think or to just sell your own ideas to them, unless that is the instruction, by the way, all right? Because you know that some clients throw you out a brief that says nothing. They just say, like some people say, hey, impress me. 
You know, they just give you a brief to say, give me something that will impress me, blow me away. And if your client tells you that, that means um, the board is in your desk. However, this is where most creative people tend to get it wrong. If somebody tells you, look, I, 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 I'm into computers and I just want a logo, I have nothing else in mind, just, just, just do something. Just, just, see, do me something. You are the one that's good at it. Just do me a logo that's interesting. Now, anybody who has had experiences with that kind of situation will know that the client that seems not to know exactly what they want at that point in time, when you deliver your logo, that client suddenly knows exactly what they want, or at least they know what they don't want. Okay, they'll be the one to tell you how no, not that logo, ah, not this one now. Ah, why we use that? Why we use blue now? Ah, blue doesn't say anything about what we do. I mean, I don't like yellow. They will be the one to actually tell you about the logo they have no idea about in the first place. So your job as a creative person is to find subtle ways to know more about your client before you get on into surprising them, into impressing them. Because if you do not know them, if you try to give them what you think about their own idea, it will be a harder sell to them. All right? Chances are from time to time you're lucky with the client and you're able to give that client um, something that wows them and they're able to say, okay, this is, this is, okay, this is good, this is, ah, this is lovely. And they work with it, they walk away with it. But I can tell you 80% of the time, that client that gave you a blank check is going to tell you exactly what they don't want once you begin to deliver. And they become a lot more troublesome than exactly uh, what they started with. So you can argue with your clients, you can defend exactly what you're doing, but not to the detriment of your client's own expectations. Remember that in your, um, in your presentations of your ideas or your deliverables to your client. Realize that your client does not want to be told that you are the one that knows the company more than they do. They just want to know that you know the company like they do. All right? Not more than they do, like they do. All right, they are the champions of the business. They are the one that has got that are going to have to sell this logo or this name or this idea or this presentation long after you have delivered it. So they need to believe in it. So it needs to be something that reflects the way they think and their own understanding of their brand and their products. So uh, seek to understand your clients whether they tell you what they want or not. There are subtle ways to get it. There are things they will give you, hints they will see, things in their office or uh, things in the things they post out on Facebook or the information they share with you about other things that will let you know what this client is about, okay? So I won't, I won't um, go back on that, I can say it again. Creative persons, please buy a book on Psychology 101 and read up on human psychology. It would help you a long way in um, your relationship with your clients and with colleagues and to the general public in the appreciation of your work and the kind of feedback that you get. Now, getting feedback and handling feedback is what we've been talking about. How about giving feedback, all right? It's one thing to be able to process the feedback you get. What do you need to consider or think about when you're giving someone your own feedback? Because feedback is a two-way street. Remember we said that. As you're giving feedback about somebody's um, uh, project or idea or thoughts, realize that you need to be in a particular state of mind before giving that so that your feedback does not get lost in the realm of hating, okay? So it, is, it, it, it doesn't help the person you're trying to um, criticize or help if you are not able to deliver your criticism or your feedback in a way that makes it easier for that person to actually receive it and process it accurately. 
So in giving feedback, here are things to consider uh, before you can do that. So make sure it's actually worth the while. First, be positive. Focus on what the person is doing well when giving feedback, not just on what they can improve upon. So if you're going to tell the person how bad the anatomy is, there's going to be something in that drawing that actually makes some level of sense. Even if it's like, oh, the tone is not really bad and your lines are actually quite good. It's just that that girl's legs, you know, you can at least sketch that differently in this particular way. Maybe let the girl's leg go that way. Unless she's doing this, is that it? Maybe. So that way it doesn't look like an attack. It looks more like an overall appreciation of what you're seeing and then what you think will make it better in the long run. So number one, be positive. Number two, focus on the project, not the person. All right? If it's a behavior you're trying to correct, if it's an attitude you're trying to correct, if it's an artwork you're trying to correct, it's a service delivery, it's a delivery that you're trying to correct or comment on or give feedback upon, focus on those things, not the person. Okay? Do not make it personal. If you're trying to get someone to improve on their art, discuss the art, not the person. All right? So focus on the project, not the person. Number three, be specific. Nothing is worse than saying, I'm not feeling this work. It says nothing. And I can tell you I've had that experience with a particularly famous musician a while back. It was completely uh, weird. We sat down together to get the concept on ground, the pencil and everything and the colors. Now, when I delivered the painting, it was just one statement. It's a guy, I'm not feeling this. I was like, what do I do with that? You're not feeling it. How does that mean anything? I mean, it, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't tell me that, okay, is it the, the drawing not okay? Uh, is, is something in the position it shouldn't be? Are the colors not appropriate? Is the size of the drawing not big enough? Is it too small? Right? Is it too big? What is wrong with it? Be specific about areas you want to provide feedback on. All right? So a general, ah, this artwork is crap, does not help anybody. All right? Likewise, oh, it's a great work, does not help anybody get better. Uh, a great drawing doesn't say anything. Awesome doesn't say anything about what you are giving feedback on. Be specific, whether it's positive or negative. Be specific. Number four, be timely. Don't wait till everything has passed or till much later or till after you have already said awesome. So now I'll come back and say, eh, see that, that particular, I wanted to say it too, but that line or that leg was like, or that, be timely. Okay? Don't wait till when that, there's a crucial, uh, situation on ground, or when somebody else is now criticizing that person's artwork, then you now begin to chip it and say, and hey, I thought so too. I thought I was the only one that saw it. Meanwhile, you have been saying cool on this person's artwork all this while on social media. Okay? So it is important to be timely. Make sure you give your feedback, positive or negative, exactly when it's required or how it's required. Okay? Now, number five, make sure you are clear on why you are delivering the feedback. This one is internal for the person giving the feedback. You know yourself, you know your internal emotions and workings. Understand and be clear about why you are delivering the feedback. Oftentimes, feedback we give comes from judgment, and we don't want to pass it off as feedback. If you are judging, 
you have already missed the point of feedback. Okay? Feedback is not a judgment tool. Feedback is an, a tool for learning, it's a tool for growth. They are telling the person, this is great, where you are is nice, but you can push this a little bit better by doing this and this. Remember, the definition says feedback so that the person can use it to adjust and improve on their future actions and behavior. All right? So understand the reason why you are giving that feedback. And that, I think, is a, is a thing that causes a lot more people to not be able to take feedback positively because they are not clear about the reason behind the feedback being given. Okay? And that might also be reflected in the way the feedback is being given. So, number six, don't use judgment as a means for feedback. Straight out. All right? If you already believe this person is a, you don't like this person, I, I don't like this face. And then you are telling, you are commenting on their artwork, you are commenting on the project they have delivered. It's like somebody in a, in a company who never liked the fact that you're a supplier. All right? Or doesn't like your face, maybe for some reason you are not able to give them some kickback anytime you pick up your checks. That person cannot accurately give you feedback on the quality of the things that you're supplying. Because whatever they do, they can often give it as judgment. So you as a person, ensure that when you're giving feedback, you are not passing out judgment as feedback. Okay? So that leads to number seven. Provide feedback on a neutral ground, from a neutral place. You're not trying to say you're good. You're not trying to say you are the best. You know exactly how, what, and what everything is, and that this person must listen to you because you know. You are simply making a statement about an improvement. Now, the neutral stance means you don't expect that feedback to be taken. It is not a must that your feedback must be accepted and processed or used. When you come from that point where I'm giving you feedback and you must listen, then there's a problem. Okay, so provide feedback from a neutral place. Make it something that you're not expected to be taken. Hey, I just saw this and I know, I think this can help you improve. If you can change this, adjust that, and maybe move that call a little bit back, perhaps this will come out a little bit better. Say it, move on. If the person comes back and tells you, you know what, that the way it is exactly the way I want it to be. Don't argue it. You have dropped your feedback, please walk away. Now, here's a, a little hint about human psychology right there. Very often, when you tell somebody that, look, your anatomy is wrong, and the person comes out and say, that's where I wanted it to be. I wanted the drawing to be like that, you know, because of the foreshortening and the perspective. That Once you get that, you know that there's defense in ground, and that this person may have realized exactly what you're saying, but might not find it easy to just let it all go like that, just accept the feedback, that what they have been uh, spent hours working on is suddenly brought down by just one statement by somebody. So back off. Once you sense that, you know that this person got you. He did not say what you're saying is wrong. He's just saying, that is not the path I want to go. This is the path I'm taking, and that is that. You know that that person is simply saying, you are right. But I'm not going to take your right name right now. Okay? So provide feedback from a neutral stance. It's best. Number eight. Make it a two-way conversation. We cannot overemphasize this. Make your feedback a two-way conversation. You give it back, you give your feedback, let the person, you're actually giving it with the, with the ground, you give the ground to actually hear the person's explanation of it, to hear the person's own views. Perhaps you're seeing things wrong. Perhaps you're not getting exactly what he's trying to say. And then both of you can actually learn. If, for instance, the person is writing number six, but the way he's presenting it to you, you see a nine. 
So you're telling the person that this is a nine, and you're saying no, it's a six. Now, both of you looking at it as a two-way conversation can actually begin to see immediately, like, oh, it's because you are facing your six to me as a six to you. So when I see it, I see a nine, not the six you want me to see. Perhaps when you're presenting to me, turn this this way so that I can see it exactly the way you see it. It helps everybody. Okay? Now, number nine, follow up if required. This is not a part that might be um, uh, required verbally. And it's not so that you can criticize the person again or give the feedback on it. It's just check on if the last feedback you gave was actually listened to or processed. If it was, fine. If it wasn't, okay. If it's somebody you don't have to deal with on a regular basis, like a service provider or otherwise, then let it go. Okay? Then number 10, make sure you have these qualities before delivering feedback. There are some qualities you need to have before you're able to deliver feedback well. Now, these qualities might not be immediately required for every form of feedback being given, but they might actually be um, uh, good for you to work with. First, have some level of authority in what you're saying or in the feedback you're giving, in the area of feedback you're giving. Credibility. Let it not be that um, you have said some things in certain ways in other places before and everybody knows you as a guy who brings out every artwork or brings out every project. That way you don't have credibility as somebody who can be neutral. Okay? And that also adds to the next thing, trust. The people you are giving your feedback to must trust your words to be able to know that, okay, this person is giving this purely on a neutral stance. He's not trying to play any hanky panky. There's no, no hanky panky in there. This person is not trying to bring me down. He's just talking purely from a position of um, credibility and you can trust this person and what he said. All right? So now, with that, guys, um, that's about everything. I'm sure with the concept of feedback, we'll probably even be getting feedback on this show. And I would love to hear your feedback about this show, what you think about what we're doing and what we can do better in, in, in the way the show is going on. I thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, the show has ended on Instagram Live because Instagram has a one-hour cap and we actually exceeded our one-hour timeline. So it's already over on Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in if you are listening. Um, uh, for on Facebook, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys being there and sharing your thoughts and time with us every time we do this show. Now, let's do this again next time, next week. At uh, the same time, next week, let's do this again. Let's share some thoughts. You can still share your thoughts in the comment section. We'll try and discuss, continue discussion uh, as the week rolls on. So, you remember that no matter what you're doing this week and subsequent weeks, even as you take your criticism and feedback from people around you, you must never stop. You must always, always create or die trying. I'll see you guys next week.